What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang for being here, being involved, being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to Thursday Night Crimson Capsules, the second longest running episodic program here on YouTube. Appreciate you all for being here. Hey, that's yes, indeed. And I didn't forget. All right. We got a great show today. We're going to talk about NBA player, athlete, star, whatever you guys want to know. Miles Bridges. All right. That might not bring a lot of people in. But we're going to talk about men fumbling the bag. I got money. Got to get my bag and run. <laughs> yeah, got to get my bag and run. White men fumble the bag in this situation here. NBA player, former or current NBA player, Miles Bridges, got a chance to get off the plantation. He was born and he hit the genetic lottery. He has all this athleticism. If you see Miles Bridges play, the guy is a freak athlete. And on his same team is P.J. Washington, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. All right, boy, that dysfunctional Charlotte Hornets team. Then you got uh, LaMelo Ball. I mean, goodness, they need some veterans around there. And then you got, uh, what is the dude, um, the little guard where he hits the shot and the announcer goes nuts? What's that guy's name? I can't think of his name. But uh, NBA player, Miles Bridges, is was felony arrest. Felony arrest for allegedly allegedly beating up a woman all right my god oh man yeah oh terry pause <laughs> if you ever heard the announcer do the oh terry oh terry all right shout out to terry rogier in the building yeah you got you got a fantastic team that they're putting together over there too many youngins all right the charlotte sims they that team is full of red flags all right good lord all right, did you like my old Terry? Felony arrest for suplexing, whipping in the whipping her into the rope, giving her the big boot, and then bouncing off the rope. This is all allegedly, and hitting her with the leg drop. Any any pinder. One, two, three, hook the leg. All right, man, the Charlotte Bobcats, right? Whatever they're called. What's the name of their team? The Hornets? That's Michael Jordan's team. Michael Jordan sure knows how to put them together. My gosh, all right, that team is a walking disaster. They're like demolition. The demolition, walking disaster. Pain and destruction is all they will bring. P.J. Washington getting screwed over, all right? Miles Bridges fumbling the bag. There's no way to hide. Destruction will find them. Pain and destruction is their middle name, old Terry. Oh, Terry. <laughs> All right. He said, don't forget about the, the coach. Oh, yeah, the coach. They had a coach that got hired in Charlotte. And he accepted the job. And then he quit. <laughs> he was like, yeah. I think he was an assistant with the Warriors or something like that. He was like, I'll take the job. I think his name is Kenny Atkins. At, at, Atkinson. He was like, I'll take the job. And then he looked at the roster and he was like, nope. Hell no. <laughs> he was like, not these knuckleheads. Not these knuckleheads. Man, I tell you, man, what's going on with Jordan, man? Look, man. Hey, dude, listen, I'm not critical of uh, coaches and owners because being a coach, uh, it's a tough job. It's a tough job putting teams together and getting talent and being an evaluator and finding the right mix and getting veterans. Uh, so, nah, they, I'm not, don't hire me, right? I ain't taking the job. And they ended up probably, I think they hired a black guy in the place. Oh, we hired a black guy now. All right, they gave a black guy the job. All right, and he's looking at the roster like, oh, hell no. 
What am I going to do? Oh, man, this is crazy. What a mess here. So we're going to talk about him allegedly, allegedly putting his hands all up on a woman. And uh, he's out. But of course, you know, we got to understand these are allegations and you got to hear the part of the story and you got to see what the woman was on. Uh, but we're going to talk about white men fumble back. So we're going to talk about Deshaun Watson a little bit. And we're going to talk about Steven Jackson, former NBA player, Steven Jackson. Mm. All right. He's doing something that I acknowledged a little bit earlier. Shout out to KT King for sending me the story. He's getting blasted on social media for doing exactly what I talked about earlier. And that was not being able to leave the hood representing hoods all right you you're a millionaire you made it out of there all right you hit the genetic lottery you were smart whatever it is you made it out of the hood but steven jackson he made it to age 45 and he's hanging out with gangbangers in chirac oh man when keeping it real when keeping it real goes wrong man i mean this is what we're talking about as men you get to a position don't fumble the bag it's pretty simple. It's pretty simple. And this is why you got to get to a certain point. Lay low. Lay low. Uh, for some reason, we get to a certain point, And then we want to go back to the BS that we escaped. You got to get out of this mindset, man. Look, just because you are or you came from a certain situation doesn't mean you owe that situation anything. You don't got to. Listen, you, gotta, you don't got to come back to thugging. You don't got to come back to these neighborhoods. You don't. Uh, just because you're black doesn't mean that's your people and you got to go back there. Uh, this is how you end up, you know, getting the um, this is how you give the David Ortiz down in Dominican Republic. All right. Getting shot or he got to walk around with a with a dookie bag his entire life hanging out in the hood in the Dominican. All right. Allegedly messing with the police officer, the police chief's wife. Again, that's a fumble the bag. Imagine you're you're a Hall of Famer, instant Hall of Famer. And you got to carry a dookie bag around. You know, Nipsey Hussle, Young Dolph. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I mean, you know. But if you, you know what I mean, you drop your dookie bag in it. You know what I mean? I, I have problems. I have problems, you know, picking up my dog's poop. So let's get into the show. Earlier contributors to the show, Dollar Sign CGA Live. You kind of can't see it right now. All right, what's going on with that? Right here, man, I got to get my blackout shade. It's ridiculous. Last thing that's on the way. That area right here is going to be blacked out where you see the black and the gray little thing. That's going to be blacked out there so that additional sunlight doesn't come in and it's messing up my stream. All right. Uh, what else? Oh, dollar sign CGA live on the cash app. Also on PayPal, paypal.me backslash coach Greg Adams. I'll pin it to the top. If you want to let your voice be heard on these topics, I'm going to leave a poll up on this first story. We're going to talk about Steven Jackson, um, but it's going to it's going to be about the entire thing. You know, we're, we're going to relate that to Miles Bridges in a second. Uh, let's see here. There was somebody that sent me a PayPal, and um, it was earlier in the day, right before the stream came on. He says, no government name. That baby mom you were talking about does some skits and has a YouTube channel. I think the situation could be a skit. This happened in real life as well. Okay, so so um, that kind of puts things in perspective that the woman that we played earlier about the baby, baby McDonald's, obviously she pulled the fast one on us. Somebody mentioned that during the show that it could be a skit. It was fake. So, um, or it could be fake. So I thank you guys for that, man. This is what we do. We protect each other over here. Nonetheless, um, you know, I guess if if it's fake, it wasn't probably the that most accurate story. 
So we'll probably have to wait for the real story. But she did look like a type of girl that would do something like that. All right. And maybe that's why she had those outlandish eyelashes on. Maybe, possibly. All right. So let me put up the PayPal. Who knows? I mean, I would love to know if it was real or not because everybody's rolling with it. And uh, now we're looking foolish because we fell for hook, line, and sinker. And she's getting some pay. She's getting some TikTok checks as a result. All right. So she's getting them checks from YouTube. Not YouTube. TikTok. If you ever want, never mind. I was going to talk about that, but it's not even it's not even relevant to today's show. Let's stay on topic today. Let me pin that to the top. All right, so let me check on the cash app real quick. Thank you, brothers, for the early contributions. Uh, I just want to let um, I'm going to let you know, uh, my man Apex Grims. He shouted he right at the end of the show. He sent in a uh, cash app, and he says, "Well, my first year at 100k eights are dangerous for me." Interesting. So. Uh, yeah, man, I think, you know, that's another thing. When you make your first 100K, we did a show on that on Wednesday. Last thing you need to do is go down, start moving up the, the chart for women because what you'll find is they'll drain your bank account if you don't have any, you know, masculine frame. They'll drain that bank account. They'll have no problem, especially if you're still gumping. King of Spades, I got you, brother. Thank you for your super chat or your cash app. Guys, there's no ability to super chat over here. I know people don't watch the show every day. But uh, a month or two ago, you know, they took your boy Super Chats away. Mm. All right, where are we at here? Mr. Reed in the building. He says this won't even cover the tip for the movers. Oh, my gosh. Talk about that. Boy. Um, I think I told the members live stream or at least the Money Mindset live stream how much this move cost me. This was a, this was a very expensive move. It would have been more if we was, uh, what do you call it, uh, further away. But this was a very expensive move. And yes. That would not cover the tip for the movers. And uh, tip your movers, man, I'm going to tell you, they perform minor miracles to get all of my stuff there. <laughs> so somebody, but coach, I'm alpha. Um, anyway, moving is very expensive and then you got to change your life and all that stuff and change everything. And yeah, it gets crazy. All right. Uh, let me see here. Quincy says, great. Break down this AM on plantation politics. Shout out to you. And I think I heard that phrase from Angry Man. I'm not sure if he got that from anyone else. But plantation politics, absolutely real, man. We covered that today. And I know those things sometimes make people angry because it doesn't follow the narrative. But we have to really understand and accept who people are. And, um, you know, you can't just say feel sorry for us when we still do some of the things that uh, people have done on plantation politics for a long time. It basically is why people stay in the condition that they're in, right? Because you still do things that are that have kept you in that condition. So you wonder why things don't change and things are open for you to change, just like these young men here that we're going to talk about. They made millions and they came back to the plantation. They came back to doing things destructively and shooting themselves in the foot. I mean, you can't feel bad. I mean, how do you how do you look at it and say, it's hard for us, for us men out here, but the men make millions of dollars and they fumble the bag. Mm. Mr. Ingram Albert says some people think your book means don't date women. All right. So as a common misconception of the free agent lifestyle, a lot of people think that I'm promoting segregating from women altogether and hating on them and not talking to them. It doesn't even say that. In fact, there's uh, several, um, several quotes along the way of the book that I had to reiterate, this is not a segregationist book. This book is for men to course correct their life. And then as a result of the course correction, 
you can actually, with leverage, choose the path you want to take with women. So it, it went from a MGTOW type philosophy to a free agent lifestyle. That's why it changed. Yes, there's still some remnants of that. But then it says you still do have options out there. Then you can choose what you want to do. Say you want to choose to get married. Now you can choose because you're in a position of power, leverage, and options. And then I said, you probably won't get married, though. <laughs> I said, because what will happen is you will actually know what you have to lose. And then you'll look at marriage and go, why would I do that? But when you don't have much or you don't know what exactly tangible things you will lose, you'll be more willing to roll the dice. You'll be like, lose half of what? I don't own anything or the little bit that I own, I'm willing to give away. But you don't realize in a 10 or 15 year period, up to 20 years, you will build a lot to lose. And then when you're getting divorced, you're like, what's going on? I'm losing half of this stuff. Then you can start naming what you're losing. And then you think it's a bad deal, but it's too late, too late, baby. Bye-bye. Too late now. All right. So this is what we talk about here. Um, there was another point that I wanted to make on that. All right. But it was, and it's an important point. And I think I'm going to come back to it. I think I'm going to come back to it. I want to remember because I wanted to talk about it. And sometimes I forget to talk about it and people try to find holes, holes in my theory. And I'm like, yeah, I, I have that covered in the book. But um, you got to know what you're what you're going to lose. Like you have to know what it is on paper, because if you don't know and you let time go, then you'll know what you want to lose. And it's too late. All right. Shout out to turning the tassel. Steven in the building. He's saying he says, thanks for the sub CGA. He says, paying attention and respect. Thank you, sir. And you have a channel. And I remember you talking about it. And I went over and sub turning the tassel over there. I believe that's the, cha the channel. OK. We're ready to get into the show. I don't know if they'll bother me today. I won't get controversial. We'll just kick it. We'll just get right into the fact. All right, so let's talk about this. Oh, I got to put the banner up first. Oh, my goodness. Where's my damn? All right. Why, why do men fumble the bag? And particularly young men fumble the whole entire bag. Let's talk about this. Remember earlier I talked about you got to leave these cities. Not only do you got to leave these cities, you got to leave these communities or communities that, you know, they're dangerous. They're dangerous. You got a lot of young men around there. They're in desperation. Uh, they will carjack you. They will kill you. Uh, XX Tentacion. XXX Tentacion. I mean, he went to a motorcycle store and he got clapped. You know what I mean? It was like, dang, by some jealous dudes who stuck him up. And they had to take the man's life. So um, you guys got to forget. You guys got to remember that uh, some of these cities that we promote as fantastic cities and they're they're good and they're thuggish and these are the some people will even say these are the realest people out here. You'll hear some stuff like that. And I'm in the mud and I'm outside and all of these things, man. Look, what do you have to prove? These people will take your life and they will take everything on you. Um, Steven Jackson, he's getting blasted on the media, uh, uh, on, on social media. And we're going to do a poll on this one. You can tell me what you think. I, we have to get rid of the stigma, especially if, if you're encouraging young men to do better. Why would you tell them to go back? Why would you tell them to go back to this? This is, this is devastating to me. I know people don't agree with this and they think it's shuffling. Those are your people. Those aren't my people. Just get it right now. Those aren't my people. <laughs> All right, listen. And if any of my people are over there, I'm sure not going to visit them. <laughs> you made it out, brother. You made it off the plantation. Why go back? All right, so here it is right here. Let's, let's tell the story. Let's tell the story. 
And for my people that are, because I know some coach gang members live in some of these places. Shout out to you, brothers. And what have I told you? What have I told you? What have I always told you? I told you to get out. I said, get out of those places. You got to find a way out. You got to, if you have to shuffle, if you have to uh, dance for popcorn chicken, whatever you got to do, get out. So um, here it is right here. Social media blast ex-NBA player Steven Jackson for being 44 years old and visiting O-Block in Chicago. We'll show a video. This is Steven Jackson picture here at the bottom. And if you know about him as a player, he was a rough player to begin with. And I'm, I'm, I'm assuming he was a gang member. or I think he was. Um, he was a really hardcore, physical, tough, uh, what people would characterize as a real ninja. And so um, he's here with uh, some of these people on O-Block. And let's, let's, let's read the article here. He says, way back in 2012, Chicago-based rapper Chief Keep set the world on fire with his two hit singles, Love, Sosa, and I Don't Like. All right, that's them ends I don't like. All right, he says his music put eyes on the city of Chicago. Is that Chicago? Chicago, okay. Not, like never before, as many wanted to know about the area he was from, O-Block, located on 6400 block of South Martin Luther King Drive. Mm. O-Block has been referred to by many as the most dangerous block in all of Chicago. Before his death, King Vaughn, King Vaughn, made sure to speak about his neighborhood on every single record and made it cool to take people there from out of town. That wouldn't be me. He said, yeah, fake blood and Muslim. We're going to get to that because somebody even covered that. Now it's become a tourist attraction. Wow. Despite bullets flying at random times as the gangs there are, the gangs there is still at war with other surrounding gangs. But listen, I grew up in LA in the, in the, um, or late 80s, mid 80s to the mid 90s, right? I was in Los Angeles County. I'm going to tell you, man. I mean, I was in the neighborhood, Western, Western and Slauson, um, all the way into Inglewood, Hawthorne. I rarely ever go back there. <laughs> I rarely ever go back. The people I even know about there that, that might be still, hold on for a second. Why is this damn commercial running in my background? Let me see this. The people that I don't know, look, I'll see you when I see you, but I'm not going back there. There's no reason for me to go back there. Somebody said Chicago. Yeah, Florence, Normandy. Why? Crenshaw's lost. I don't even think that crossed the path. Crenshaw, why? And so um, where are we at here? Let's go ahead and say it here. A former NBA champion, Steven Jackson, recently pulled up to O-Block and made himself right at home. The 44-year-old's being blasted for walking around O-Block and explaining why he was enjoying the privilege that most people would never uh, have enough street credibility to experience. He's basically saying, y'all don't have enough street credibility. Let's paraphrase what he's talking about here. I'm on O-Block, meaning we're outside. I couldn't be here. Listen. I know there's a lot of people that want to prove that they are ruggish and thuggish, but why? I know people do that. I hear people on YouTube, man, I can go out and I can be outside. We out here. I'm not the one. It says here, I'm on O-Block. I couldn't be here in Chicago and not tap in with the real ones. Okay. Jackson said he pulled as he puffed on his cigar. That's why I'm the realist. He said, I'm out here on the block. With my jewelry on Ninja. And he says, you can't come out here if you don't check in with the locals. I don't give a F what block you go to. If you from there 
ain't on, wait, if from there ain't on the block, you not welcome, F you mean. We do this ish, the G way. We under the old law, not the new law. I pull up and take pictures, wait, I pull up and take pictures and y'all not allowed to. Rest in peace, King Bond, Sean. Okay, interesting here. Uh, here's some more pictures here. Let's go ahead and uh, play the video. Can we play the video here? This is on uh, No Jumper uh, No Jumper on Instagram. Let's go ahead and play the video. Steven Jackson and, and the NBA player, not from the trench debate. Not from the trenches debate. Okay, let's go ahead and play this. A lot of y'all niggas been old block oh. pulling up taking pictures. Where we at? Tell them how they coming. We're in the middle of it. Middle. Fuck you mean, nigga? Y'all pull up and take pictures and y'all not allowed to. <laughs> and one thing about it, if you're a real one, you don't mind checking in. Checking in. What you say? I check it. I check in with the real one. That's why I'm in, that's why I'm in the middle of old block. Fair you see the hoop? Where you at? I'm in the middle of old block, nigga. Uh, Fuck you mean? Listen, man. Shit you can't pay for. No rap cap. Shit you can't pay for. Fuck you mean? We really out here. Old block. Shot town, nigga. Rest in peace, King Bond, nigga. We in the middle of old block, ain't we? Quit playing, man. I'm everywhere. You never there. Okay, there you go right there. He checking in with the real ones. Uh, people think that he perhaps may have paid them. Just say, old-ass grandpa, get out of the community before you get clapped. I mean, real bullets fly around there. And uh, here it is right here. Here's the picture. And you have the youngins here, the young guns. If I mean, they have masks. Guys, man, these young guns, man, they're desperate. They'll do some stuff to you, bro. You end up on the wrong side of the street, and the police don't care. As you can see, there's a mural up of, I believe, that's King Vaughn. You could end up on that mural. They got space. Looks like they got real estate on that mural. And it would be, it would, it, it wouldn't take them long to put one up on you. And so here we go right here. And the, here's the comment section. It says, uh, Steven Jackson going to O Block is cringy. People work hard to get out of the projects. These MFs go to visit. They won't invest a dime into Parkway to help make it safe. Or improve the quality of housing. Child, this is a woman saying that. Stephen Jackson, 45, in O-Block, throwing up gang signs, talking about he checking in. And then he hopped in Perk and Draymond's beef, talking about they want the smoke. But months back, when Kwame Brown got on his pass, he was a full-blown Muslim who had turned his life around. All right, so somebody even brought up the fact... Bro, why is Steven Jackson bragging about being in O Block and checking in with some 19-year-olds? Steven Jackson, 100 years old, posting up on O Block, laughing my ass off, go be a family man. So I'm not the only one. I'm not the, so, oh, Kanye, Kwame is quick cooking them too? I'm not the only one that believes this. These are people here, and there's black folks here too, man. This ace of spade, right? out there glorifying O-Block. Can't believe Takashi Steven Jackson Sr., uh, 6'9", 
five did that on O Block, shaking my head. Y'all don't even know the demons that used to or still roam them streets, shaking my head. Steven Jackson really took his grown, old grown ass to O Block, talking about he checking in, laughing my ass off. Loser. All right. Steven Jackson going to O Block just confirms he's a square head old ninja. Steven Jackson really went to O Block as an adult field trip and was the oldest ninja outside. Why was Steven Block? Why was Steven Jackson in O Block? Who is he trying to prove something to, bro? You're old. Relax. My sentiments exactly. <laughs> Did I freeze? I'm not frozen. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. Wow. So um, apparently I'm not the only one. And you definitely had people, black folks, white folks. I mean, you had all kind of people going, why? Women, why? Like, what are you proving? But what does this prove? And so this proves to me that men are accustomed to, for some reason, they can't they can't remove themselves from this type of lifestyle. Um, even when you achieve and you get the chance to move out, there's plenty of things you could do. You could send the money in there. If you want to buy real estate, you send a team of people in there to buy the real estate. You don't got to be there. You don't have to be there smoking out, throwing gang signs up. You don't have to be there. Um, and if you're there, I don't know why you would broadcast it. If I'm there, I'm getting in and out. I may be going to a basketball game where I got to cut through. Uh, but uh, this goes to show you that men are willing to do this to prove something. We don't know exactly what he's trying to prove. That's the that's the thing that we're trying to figure out. And it just it's just mind boggling. So let's talk about another young man that is fumbling the bag left and right. Deshaun Watson. Um, we covered his story already. He's allegedly paid off and silenced 20 of 24 of the victims. A couple of victims did come out recently. I want you to know, and we're reporting here, Deshaun Watson hearing concludes, concludes after three days. And so the NFL is having a hearing on what they're going to do with Deshaun Watson. And potentially, unfortunately, the Cleveland Browns, for them, uh, they signed him to a guaranteed, I don't know how much, $245 million guaranteed, something obscene like that. He might not be able to play in the NFL for quite a long time. All right, he might not be able to play in the NFL quite a long time. So he did get the bag, but he did fumble his opportunity, not knowing exactly how to operate out here in these streets. In these streets. The Cleveland Browns got to be the dumbest team. If they if they suspend them for two years, three years, the Cleveland Browns got to be the dumbest uh, front office in the NFL. But here you go. You have men out here struggling, wishing they had these opportunities. You have men out here saying that there's no opportunities for success. Then you get men that get success and then they fumble it. There's a great movie called, um, I always call it Chicago, but it's not called Chicago. It's about the blues, uh, the blues industry. It's a record label in the blue Cadillac records is the name of the movie. Um, and this is, this is what has happened a lot of times, even into the eighties. I talked about, we lost Whitney Houston, some of our greatest stars, Prince and Michael Jackson. Why do we do this? And why do people fumble the bag and opportunities? Um, but the movie Cadillac Records showed a lot of these earlier uh, people who excelled in the blues music, uh, Muddy Waters and, um, oh, gosh. Um, what am I thinking of? Uh, God dang it. I can't think of his name. That's my name. His name slipping. So anyway, Cadillac, Rec <laughs> Cadillac Records uh, was the movie. Why is these people named? Uh, Howling Wolf. Yes, Howling Wolf. Thank you. Uh, Howling Wolf. And a lot of these men, how they were used for their talents, 
ultimately giving an opportunity to get off of the plantation and get out of these communities only to fumble the bag through child support, drugs, alcohol. All right. Uh, Howling Wolf. It's a great movie. It's actually hard to find. It's hard to find because some of these uh, streaming services don't have it. So you have to kind of find it. And when you find it, it's the early interpretation of the record industry and the people that are behind the record industry, if you know what I mean. How they had this partnership with young men, and particularly from plantation communities, and how they got these men to make deals, and then they fronted them money and watched these men front uh, fumble the bag only to come back to the record labels. And the record labels pretty much took some of their money, didn't report it, didn't report the uh, the sales the right way. And these men got in trouble by doing the things, the dumb things that people do. And ultimately, the record labels had to loan them tens of thousands of dollars to get out of situations that they could have kept themselves out of their advances. Mm. All right. Somebody says, stop shuffling, coach, all is well. <laughs> Shout out to you. Uh, but anyway, so that was the early interpretation. Obviously, we've seen them duplicate that along the way in some of these other record labels that are, uh, how should I say this? Uh, where these people sign their life away and they sign of uh, they sign their masters away. They sign their talent away. Some of these people had no, had one talent and a lot of, you know, production and, and costs went into making them who they are obviously. And they had to recoup the money back over several albums. But even when they did so, they never owned their masters. There were several just recording artists that just got hold of their masters. I think Sierra just recently got hold of her masters. Um, you look at the Death Row Records experience, and it was somewhat similar. A lot of the people that were on Death Row, Snoop Dogg just bought Death Row uh, recently. But a lot of the people that were on, on Death Row either lost their money. They never were able to capitalize off the full talents that they invested in those. The whole record company, the record company basically went left. A lot of people lost their lives. And Jimmy Iovine sitting up there at the top of the castle, he lost nothing. Again, Cadillac Records all over again. Cadillac Records all over again. Beyonce is Etta James. Etta James was another character in Cadillac Records. Great movie. Uh, Sierra, Russell Wilson brought, she, wait, brought Sierra her masters. Did he buy them? Wow. Oh, somebody said he bought it for her. That's why. Get out of here. Did Russell Wilson buy Sierra's masters? Don't tell me that. Let me see. I'm pulling it up. I'm pulling it up. Yeah, oh my gosh, there it is. Shit. Oh, no, 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 no. You got somebody who said Russell Wilson did not buy it. Okay, we got two articles here. They're, 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 this one says he did not buy Sierra's Masters. Somebody said Russell Wilson did be, buy Sierra's mas Masters. Interesting. I think he did. Sierra's Masters was not a Christmas gift. Okay, all right. So we do have conflicting. Wow. And that's you. So he, I, if he did buy it, yeah, I mean, you want to have these things. But again, Dr. Dre never really owned his masters. Dr. Dre made great music over uh, of, uh, the period of the 80s and 90s and into the 2000s. And guess what? He didn't own none of it. He walked away with, with none of it. So it, it is examples of how people fumble the bag. Let's get to the story about um, let's get to the story about Miles Bridges. So this still on the same topic here. Miles Bridges right here. Opportunity. Uh, the significance of this incident, 
whether it's alleged or not. I don't think it really matters because later on he could be exonerated if it is, in fact, the woman made up this story. But the significance of this story is that Miles Bridges was set to become a free agent at midnight tonight. Or would that be midnight tomorrow morning? July 1st opens up free agency for basketball players. Everybody knows this. It is an opportunity for you to use your talents, parlay it into a better contract situation. And I'm talking long-term contracts, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about maxes and super maxes. We're talking about $50 million a year, $40, $30 million a year. We're talking about major, major money on the line. If I look at Miles Bridges' alleged contract, uh, let's see here, uh, it seems like he's made about three, four, five million dollars a year. There's three million here, 3.7 million, 3.9 million, 5.4 million, and he's a free agent. He's going to be a free agent tonight. You see what's going on with the Los Angeles lazy-ass Lakers. You see a lot of these teams are actually in desperation mode. These are great opportunities for really subpar athletes to become millionaires and rich overnight. And in this set, situation, the night before free agency opens up, he finds himself in an alleged situation. Let's go ahead and read what happened, in which he gets arrested for felony domestic violation. Somebody says he'll be just fine. You're going to lose deals like this. I mean, we can go down the line of men who lost millions of dollars over a situation like this. And to say he'll be fine, well, we'll discover that a little bit later. We'll discover some other things that has caused his bag to fumble. It says right here, Miles Bridges, NBA star, was arrested on felony domestic violation in Los Angeles. On Wednesday, TMZ has learned... And the 24-year-old Ford, who most recently played for the Charlotte Hornets, turned himself into a local jail regarding a alleged physical altercation that happened on Tuesday. So if I'm going to be a free agent, which I am over here, I'm going to sit my ass down like this here. All right. Until July 1st. I'm going to be like. Okay. I'm going to sit my ass down. I'm not going to bug out. I'm not going to party. I'm not going to be chilling in L.A. It says right here, uh, law enforcement sources tell us a woman, just a woman, claimed she was in an argument with Bridges. Brothers, stop arguing with women. And that argument turned physical. We're told police were called to the scene, but Bridges was gone. He was gone by the time the popo showed up. All right, so hmm, that's not good. Maybe, maybe he was just leaving. Maybe he left. I have no idea. All right, but obviously he was gone. He, uh, we are told the woman required medical attention. Of course, I mean, listen, this situation sounds interesting. Obviously, it probably wasn't nine a.m. It probably was somewhere around one thirty a.m. Uh, another reason why my ass would have been sitting down the night before free agency doing nothing, waiting for the phone to ring. The six foot seven, 225 pounder was arrested by the LAPD after turning himself in on Wednesday afternoon. His bail was set at $130,000 and he has since been released. Pocket change. But 130K bail is pretty high uh, because that's a felony bail. I mean, if you ever looked at a list of uh, what bail amounts are, um, 
you know, 130K is pretty significant. All right, most misdemeanor bills, you're talking about five, five Gs, you know, not a lot of money. And still, you broke ninjas will not be able to get out. Your mama would not be able to drum up the 500 bucks to get you out. But you're talking about 130K bail? That's significant. Okay, man. I mean, so something must be up there. Bridges, who is also a rapper, here we go, under the name RTBMB. My son told me about this story, by the way. He was like, yeah, Miles Bridges. And then he told me he was a rapper. And I was like, he is? I didn't know nothing about it. He says 100 again. <laughs> Uh, here we go. Where are we at here? He says, I was playing, I'll be playing the ring game on the night before free agency for sure. Playing Monopoly, sorry, Scrabble, NBA 2K. It says right here, he spent his four seasons with the Hornets, but is expected to be a top free agent, uh, agent topic this, uh, target this season. Stop with my reading. Bridges was the 11th. <laughs> Let's go on to the next thing right here. Oh boy. Um, he's a rapper. Should I play his music here? RTBMB is his name. That's his rap name. And uh, that might get you a little bit of, you know, people might look at you sideways before they send the money out there. By the way, he's a freakish athlete. <laughs> he's a freakish athlete. Uh, other things recently about him. Here it is right here. This is people are saying he, he is, he'll be all right. This is June 6th. He got a banger out there. Um, June 6, 2022. Miles Bridges, Hornets forward, forward, allegedly posts himself drinking lean. All right. Of course, I, I can't read again. Um, it says right here, the Charlotte Hornets forward. Miles Bridges could be in trouble after. This is just not. This was like three weeks ago. This is three freaking weeks ago. Before he allegedly beat up the woman, allegedly. Three weeks ago, Bridges posted a picture on Instagram story where he's drinking a purple cover colored beverage, which allegedly was lean. Moreover, in the other hand, Bridges was holding a joint. He drinking that scissor. And he posted it on Instagram. Damn. He's like for a trill working a wheel. A pimp, not a simp. Keep the dope beans higher than the good year blimp. We eat so many shrimp. I got iodine poisoning. <laughs> wow. He for a trill working a wheel. A pimp, not a simp. Kept them dope beans higher than the good year blimp. All right. Wow. What is going on? Sipping that scissor. And he posted it. What is he doing? Who's this man? It says lean is a concoction of, if you guys don't know, for the white folks that watch my show. It says right here, lean is a concoction of cough syrup, scissor, <laughs> right? Soda, hard candy, and in some cases, alcohol. This is why if you go to a place like Memphis, you probably couldn't get NyQuil right off the, or whatever you use, Benadryl, is probably locked behind a container. The most commonly used ingredients are prescription cough syrup that contains the opioid codeine and the antihistamine promethazine. All right. NBA don't NBA doesn't conduct drug testing for marijuana anymore, but codeine is among prohibited substances. So you can't be drinking scissor. Is it codeine? 
You can't be drinking that. I mean, who drinks that, by the way? Then you listen to the DJ Screw, Chopped and Screwed. Then you listen to the show, the slow, the, <laughs> you listen to the song all slow because you, you know, you drowsy. Like, I mean, who, who drinks this? But, you know, people drink it. Shout out to everybody that drinks it. I think this could be bad for you. However, codeine is listed under the drugs of abuse category, and a player could face a two-year ban for using it. You can get a two-year ban. So somebody was like, he'll be all right. This was him three weeks ago, sipping scissorp. And he's drink- he, could- he could get a two-year ban for that. And it says, so far, there are no official statements, neither from the NBA or nor the Hornets. Bridges made a tweet saying it's pink lemonade, but he deleted it shortly afterwards. There it is right there. It wasn't scissorp. It was pink lemonade. He averaged 20 points, seven rebounds, and 3.8 assists. So he's literally fumbling the bag right now. And not only that, he might have got away with the scissor pit post, but now he's being arrested for um, uh, allegedly domestic violation, and that could bring back the scissor post. Okay, let me get to another thing right here. Here's another story about Miles Bridges. June 9th, 2022. This is the same week. This man has had a bad month. I mean, this man cannot have a worse June than this. <laughs> Miles Bridges' wife shared a new picture on Instagram before deleting it fast. Now your wife is out here. In these streets. What a month. Right before free agency. So again, I know people are like, oh, he's good. When you combine all of this BS, what are you doing, bro? What are you doing? So that's his little tiny ass wife, by the way. Mm. I will fold that up like a love letter from the second grade in that bad boy. Ten toes up for shiggity. She says, even when he's not trying to make any no. Okay, so he's got the rapper, the scissor, his wife posting naked photos, and he has a, a domestic violation abuse. All in one, all in one month. Even when he's not trying to make any noise, Miles Bridges gets under the spotlight and not precisely for the best reasons. The Charlotte Hornets forward has been involved in controversies recently, but he's not the only one in the house that draws a lot of attention on social media. In recent hours, his name also went viral, but not for something he did, but a big mistake from his wife. Things also got uh, things are going pretty fast at the Bridges house as Michelle Johnson. Miles's wife accidentally posted a new photo on her Instagram story. The picture shows Johnson bending over and taking a mirror selfie. Although she deleted it pretty quickly, the internet never loses and people saved the photo and shared it with the rest of the world. Are you guys ready? Are you guys ready? Because the picture is here. I did find the picture. And it's quite interesting. Um, it is bl- it is blurred out. <laughs> Are you ready? Did you see that little foldable little thing? How do you accidentally? <laughs> Not only does he fumble the bag, his wife. All you got to do is be a wife to Miles Bridges, and you fumble the bag. Are we ready? Okay, let's scroll down right there. That's her with the cat. 
all out in the picture. Good Lord, have mercy. Lord, 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 Claude. Look at that little thing right there. Oh, boy, she little, too. She little. She got that big-ass head, too. Oh, boy. Yeah, man. She got to be five foot one. Oh, boy. Hold up. Mm. 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 <laughs> okay, hold up first. Oh, hold up. We got more. Mm. Mm hmm. Not so good there. Oh, she tiny. She little. Mm. Okay. All right. Let me go up. Do she got some feet? Oh, there's more. I need to see them feet. I need to see the what in the world? Uh oh. They didn't threw me off. Hold on for a second. Where am I at? I don't even know where I'm at. I done lost the damn. Okay, I'm back. Uh, So this is the picture. Can you guys see the photo? She got to have an OnlyFans. Like, look at that, bro. She, How do you accidentally post that? <laughs> put your pussy. <laughs> okay. Bootsy said, put it away. She's an NBA player's wife. And she out here with her cat in the mirror. Anyway, I don't have any links to her OnlyFans account, but this is what we're talking about here. So uh, let's get back serious here. Let me just wake up for a second. She, there's no way that's an accident. I guarantee you she has an OnlyFans and um, anybody might have one. Yeah, but this is, like I tell you, man, it's a different time. It's a different time. So women are able to monetize themselves. I'm sure because of her association for being in these streets, she's, she's basically a sugar baby. I mean, the sugar baby, she's in the industry. She's probably using that to leverage her own personal money. This is where the world is going. This is where the world is going. And it's kind of sad, but, you know, it's the modern woman's reality. And you either adjust or you either separate yourself from this. Because if you think a lot of women are just going to say, hey, I got a great opportunity to be behind this NBA player and I'll just be a wife and focus on raising my kids. No. She's monetized herself, and she accidentally threw that picture up. Thank goodness somebody caught that. But what do you think about Miles Bridges? Let's go ahead and put up a poll here. Actually, Stephen Jackson first. Um, is Stephen Jackson, Stephen Jackson foolish for hanging out in O-Block? I'm sure we got a good coach gang in here. Oh, we do have people probably don't see a problem with what Steven Jackson is doing right there. But these we're talking about men getting an opportunity to get out. And then you look at these situations where the decisions are made. And um, these owners, just, just so you guys know, these owners um, know you're going to fumble this bag. They know you're going to do it. Uh, just like you go, to, go back and look at Cadillac Records, the movie. These owners, um, these record label, ex uh, label executives, they ask these players, they ask them, do you have any vices? Do um do you have any vices? Meaning drugs, alcohol, um, women, 
Um, you know, do you have any history of domestic violence? And they, you know, they let these players do this. They give them the money knowing that they're going to get it back. They know they're going to get it back. They know these young athletes are going to fumble the bag. In fact, um, 70% of NBA players go broke after five years of being a player. Even these men that are making 10, $20 million a year. Why can't people figure this out? And these men come from low economic positions and they get there. And then even if they make it out, age 45, you're back hanging out with 19-year-old gangbangers. Why? I mean, I don't get it. I mean, somebody's got to make sense of this. So we're trying to explain the young man. Oh, last point on this story. Why are you six foot seven arguing with any woman? Let's talk about that. Why are you out there in Los Angeles? I don't know what time of day it was. It says right here. Um, it don't, they don't, we don't have a lot of details here, but allegedly you got into it probably because you were arguing, could have been drunk. I'm not sure. But why are you having arguments with loser women? Nobody. Many of the women that you come across, if you're that guy and you made three, five, and seven million dollars a year, and you're poised to make twenty million dollars a year after free agency, you're poised to make at least twenty million dollars a year. Why are you arguing with nobodies? What could the what the, could the possibly the argument be? Number one. Number two. Uh, this the this shaming men for leaving community the community or leaving the nightlife or shaming men for not going outside um as men are trying to elevate themselves and are oh, you just gonna stay home yeah dude staying home is the safety thing you can do now don't be a hermit don't be a recluse but you ain't gotta be going out to the bars and the clubs and the nightclubs you you just don't have to do it and i always try to counsel men uh, and be against the man because nothing really positive happens. Sure, every now and then it's good to go out, but after you're you're ascending to a height where n like ninety eight percent, ninety nine percent of the people are aren't even like you. And so, why hang out with them? You're elite, and many of you guys don't believe you're elite. Many women don't believe they're elite. You guys believe you're trash. Many women believe they're trash, and so trash people make millionaires lose their money. And then they laugh. Have you ever seen that in cancel, cancel culture? Trash people. Trash people will cancel somebody who's making money and they'll laugh. <laughs> they ain't getting any money now. That's the people who are at nightclubs when you show up a millionaire. They're happy to see you lose your money. Why? Because they ain't never going to have it. So why hang out with trash like that? Because they'll be happy when you lose it. They're not going to celebrate you winning. The people on old block is not celebrating Steven Jackson. They trying to find a way to stick him up and put bricks and cement blocks on his feet and take his gold chain. Next time he come around there, they're going to say that. So this is what I'm talking about. You're a millionaire poised to make 20 million a season. And you're arguing, allegedly arguing with the woman and to put her into the victim mindset. Now she can use that for sympathy, possibly get some Instagram likes and then put you in a situation where you lost. He's going to lose money. What was the guy moving on from the story? Randy Moss is an example of this happening. What about the guy that he had a video of himself smoking out with some little uh, gas mask? And it came out and his agent uh, put the video out. And the agent allegedly got it from his girlfriend that he broke up from. 
<laughs> this is what I'm talking about. I would be on the straight and narrow. Guys, since I've been doing YouTube, I've been on the straight and narrow. No going, no hanging out with losers and goofballs with nothing to lose. I, why? I can do that later in life. Yeah. Lam, uh, and these men dropped, um, dropped big um, draft positions in which it cost them millions of dollars. They cost them mi millions of dollars. All right. So let me see. There was another guy that had a situation where he was scheduled to go high in the draft and he fell really low. He fell really low in the draft because of allegations. And people were like, yeah, he'd be good. he still got money and he made money on the back end. But it cost him tons and tons of money up front because of situations like this where you don't see yourself as an elite person. He ain't making that money back. So the guy's name is um, the guy that I was talking about, just in case, because the comment section is talking about it. Laramie Tunzel is the guy. Warren Sapp is another guy that dropped. There's there's some other ones that I remember. There's draft status uh, dropped significantly, and it cost them millions on draft day. This is the same thing as um, he's doing on free agent day. Let me see here if I can find the Tunzel video. He went to USC, then prison over for, oh, you're talking about, uh, oh, Joe, well, Joe Mixon, yeah. The Joe Mixon situation was unfortunate. He did deck that white girl, but she was the one that put hands on him, but Joe Mixon is another one. Let me see if I can find the Tunzel video. So, so people want to know what I'm talking about here. So here's the video of the guy. And this video came out the day before the NFL draft. He was scheduled to be a higher pick. He, he right here, Laramie Tunzel falls at NFL draft after marijuana video surfaces. And all the weed heads right now are going to sit here and go, well, what's wrong with that? All right. But listen, reputation is what you're trying to bank on. And so he's going to go to the NFL draft. He has this video. I don't know who in the world got this video. I don't know why you would record yourself doing this. But people do stuff like this. <laughs> right i don't know and so right <laughs> yep your dumb ass just smoked up millions of dollars yep you just smoked up millions man somebody says look up brian blanks uh brian banks yeah i don't think that's similar though i don't think the story's similar he just got caught with a false alligator all right it's unfortunate and he never got drafted so he he barely made it out of high school in this situation, he barely got to USC when that ruined it and derailed him. Let me see. Somebody said Confederate flag in the back. No, it was um a Mississippi. He went to he went to the University of Mississippi or Ole Miss. So it looks like it's an old rebel flag. University of Mississippi. Uh, let's see here. He's working at Amazon now. I don't think so. Oh, Sean Oakman from Baylor. Um, is that comparable again? That was a false, it, it, it turned out to be a false alligator as well, if I'm not mistaken. But then he went to another school or he went to a couple schools and then it followed him around. So I don't know about that. Yeah, the flag is the old Miss flag back when they used to, they separate. This is so long ago. Uh, old Miss does not even, even go officially by the rebels anymore. So they don't even go by this Confederate. They go by the, uh, I think they're the bears now. Aren't they? Or the Sharks? I can't remember what they are. 
I can't even remember, but Ole Miss doesn't go by that Confederate um, decoration anymore. They go by the, yeah, they changed the flag. So at the time he was at Ole Miss, but I think now they are now the Bears or the Sharks or something. It don't even make sense what they are now. So um, Sean Oatman fully went to prison coach. It wasn't just comparable. It was worse. Yeah, Sean Oatman, he was an athlete. And I think he transferred in and transferred to another school. Somebody picked him up. What a mess. Anyway, the mascot is a bear, but they are also the land sharks. Give Ole Miss an L. I mean, what are you going to be? <laughs> like, they're like, we got a bear mascot. I think there's a somewhere where they got a land shark, the old rebel guy, Confederate flag. They don't have any identity. They don't know what to do. Oh, Dak, Dak Prescott uh, fell high in the draft, too. So, anyway, young men, man. Uh, what we want to do is counsel you in NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, uh, NHL, did I say NHL, uh, NBA, MMA, boxing, the World Wrestling Federation. Bring me in. I will counsel your athletes to make sure they know. I will do a seminar. I will do a segment. I'll spell it out. I'll show examples. I know some of these young guys aren't going to listen. They're going to be falling asleep back in the class, um, sneaking girls into the dorm room at training camp. We talked about that guy. I know men aren't going to listen, but bring me in. I will put together a fantastic presentation on why young men should not fumble the bag. We want to get these young men out of the statistic of 70% of NFL and NBA players will be broke at the end of their career within five years ending their career. Who could possibly say that people are under some sort of, um, what do you call it, slavery or oppression? When across the country, we're giving out, I mean, these teams are giving out $60 million to these young men. And these guys are fumbling it. Wow. Anyway, let's get to the contributions. Maybe somebody will shed some light on this. I think in this case, I don't believe the domestic violation case per se, but he did get arrested for a felony charge. So you do have to say, wow. Loud Pocket says, I'm not against rap. I'm not against rappers, but we are against those thugs. It's the duckish, ruggish bone. She sound ghetto, didn't she? She was like, it's the duckish, ruggish bone. Who is that? Singing on the background. And they hit that. They, they came down there with their double voices. Hit it up, dip, dip, dip. One of the things I love to do. Um, One of the things I love to do is look up Bone Thugs and Harmony lyrics and see how close I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be on there looking at Bone Thugs and Harmony, think I know what they're saying, and I'll be like, mm, damn. Bone Thugs. Legit grew back in the day. Shout out to David McFarlane. Thanks, Coach. Dreams are fire, Sean. That's what we do around here. We keep a fire, Sean. Brian Horsley in the building checking in. Thank you, man. All right. I appreciate you guys, man. The usual suspects. At it again, man. Not Dane Ninja watching. Bring Black. He says, spring coach back to the community fund, LOL, free agent for life. That's the dictator. What hood would I go to? Shit. All right, dude, I tell you, man, when I go places, because I'm not just going to go any old place. I want to be like, as soon as I get there, you know, I'm not that, I'm not trying to be a, a you know, gangster. Okay, so we out here, Sean. Yeah, I really got that street cred. I don't care about none of that. I care about being alive. And the actual King Smith says for the CGA consultant business, these men need. I'm telling you, the NBA, 
NFL and all that and whatnot. Bring me in. Bring me in. You ain't never had a presentation like my presentation. Yes, Herman Edwards told y'all to have one girlfriend and one car and all that stuff. You know they ain't going to have one girl and one girl in one car. They're making $20 million a year. So we got to give them a situation to try to figure out what's going on. For some reason, we got to leave the street cred. We need to leave that back in the hood. We need to move y'all out to the suburbs. Y'all can all move to the same suburb if y'all want. <laughs> if y'all want. But uh, not that it's going to be better there. I know what, you know what people say. They go like this. He says, don't they do the rookie consultation for every league? They do, but they ain't, they don't have the CGA one. Give me the, give me the CGA one. Bring me in, NFL. We do have 6% of people said Steven Jackson's good for hanging out on the old block. All right, appreciate the votes. I was going to tell a story. And I forgot it. It slipped my mind. Slipped your mind. What movie is that from? If anybody knows that, uh, it slipped my mind. Slipped your mind. But yeah, they need to bring me in. What was I talking about? The evening show was is always a little bit lax. <laughs> this is that old man mind. Like, I was talking about something. What movie is that from? I think it just slipped my mind. Slip your mind. Oh, Chester Thomas got it. Oh, Hashim Shabazz got it. Uh, who else got it? Oh, uh, we got a couple people that got it. Those brothers got it. All right, Jamie S got it. YouTube Relationship got it. All right, you guys know what's up. All right, you guys know what's up. Y'all good, man. Slim KG. <laughs> yes, sir. It slipped my mind. Slip your mind. Bam, and he hit him with the shot. Somebody says, I never really liked that movie. Oh, my gosh. That movie is fantastic. Yeah, somebody got me off my subject. I was going to bring something up. My wife needs shoes. My baby needs clothing. Come on, with, come on, Seven, with your funky ass. Mm. <laughs> I think I love that movie. All right, I love Harlem Nights. Anyway, I've seen that a hundred times. Uh, let me see here. Let's get to the PayPal's before it slips my mind. SAU Engineeria says, Coach, the racism you're experiencing means the diet don't work the same. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Shout out to the nasty boys. I mean, think about the amount of racism you'd have to experience to lose out on that amount of money. And I feel bad because I want to see the woman who accused him. Who is this in here? Amari. M says, I feel like John Morant will be the next because, yes, he also wants to act hood so bad. Before I finish your stream, your, your thing here, remember Henry Ruggs. Now, he didn't do something thuggish, but he did something ignorant, right? He 150 miles an hour on a side street in Las Vegas. And John Morant, I mean, I hope it's not him. I hope so. But he is in Memphis, though, so. But he says, John Morant, he wants to act hood so bad. And I think he's a thug just because he hangs out with rappers and a rapper money bag. Yo gave him a label chain. And he says, so that's possibly boosted his ego on Twitter. Somebody asked Ja, why do you get on here thugging? You're rich. And his response, his response was because the money won't ever change me. Been on that, still on that and forever on that won't ever speak on it. 
shaking my head. So I, I think that's tragic. I think that's absolutely tragic. I know some guys are like, no, man, it's cool. You know, you still keeping it real. I'm going to tell you, man, go back to Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders was one of those guys. But back in the day, I told you the story before. Deion Sanders was playing for, I think, the 49ers, and he was playing on like a one-year contract because he was playing for the Falcons, right? Then he got traded to the 49ers. And then after that, then he won a Super Bowl. He was doing this on the field. Remember that? He won a Super Bowl, then he went to the Cowboys. But when when he, back then, the Dallas Cowboys had a haircut policy, right? They had a hair policy. Like the New York Yankees used to have a hair policy. I don't know if you guys are young enough to, or old enough to remember that. So Deion Sanders had like these locks. But when he went to the Cowboys and he signed for that big money, and he was like, are you mad about the money? When he went to get the money, what did Deion do? He cut his hair. Now, people are like, that's egregious. That's ridiculous. And men shouldn't have to do that. However, what they were trying to do was say, bruh, if you're going to be here, you got to have a certain appearance. You can't be out here still claiming that because we're not going to allow that over here. And as a result, he did win a couple Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl rings. I'm going to see if I can pull up a picture of Deion Sanders with the Niners. I tried to do this before, and it didn't work. But the point of that, what I was saying is, and when you get to a certain echelon, you got to leave it alone. You got to leave it alone, man. Got to leave it alone. And some people don't want to claim that. No, nah, man, that's our culture. What culture? I want to, I, 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 I said I would be light today. What culture? We got to have a conversation, a deep, deep conversation about culture that you're holding on to. You mean thugging? That's culture. That is not culture. If you're going to argue that, that that's culture, I don't even know what in the hell to tell you. Signing with the Dallas Cowboys. Signing with Cowboys. It's not culture. <laughs> here it is right here. Oh, I think this is a picture of him. I think he still has the locks. And then they made him get the corporate cut. And then I remember when he cut his hair, he was like, I got the corporate cut. I think this is a picture right here. And so they made him put on the hat, and I think he had some locks at the top or something like that. And then the next week, he showed up with the fade. <laughs> they was like, uh-uh. But then what they were trying to say, hey, come get this money. We're going to help you get this money. Where is it at here? I wonder if they have a, a way I can do it here. We need to talk about this culture thing. You know, I'm like, what is that? Is it culture or like, is it everybody's culture or is it just young people's culture? Is it a generational thing? Is it like the hippies? Um, when, when, when John Wooden coached at UCLA, it was doing the hippie culture. And so Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, which was Louis Sender at the time, and he wanted to change his name and grow as a, they was like, nah, you can't do that. Bill Walton was a hippie and he was at UCLA. So it's not just with, with minorities. Bill Walton was a hippie and John Wooden was like, nah, you can't do that. We want to keep you focused. Uh, let me see here. Uh, let me see here. I can cut this. Find this here. Cut. I don't know. This is a little bit of a laxed. Oh, so here it is right here. So here's the picture. of. Remember, I showed you a Dion. This is him with the haircut with the Cowboys. See, then he came back with the Is that him? Is that Cole Beasley? That ain't no damn Dion. I think it is him. See, he got the haircut. See, before that, he had the S curl with the Falcons. And then he had the braids with the Niners. 
And then they was like, nah, go on and cut that, Sean. <laughs> that don't even look like Dion. This look like Dion. Is that Dion? Yeah, that's him. They was like, oh, Cole Beasley's white. Who in the hell? Cole Beasley. All right, so look. So Dion went got the fade. So that's what I was talking about. And the cowboy was like, uh-uh. You ain't coming in here looking like this here. He like, you you making big money. You corporate now. Now he got the baldy. Shout out to Dion. Dion probably watches my show. Hey, Dion, give me a call, bro. It had Cole Beasley on the tab there. <laughs> I was like, what? Must be the money. So I, I know a lot of people would be against that message. Coach, why we got to change? Uh, so John Morant said, the money don't change me. You're going to be a classic example or you're going to lose all your money. I mean, the story, guys, these stories that I do all the super chat, these stories are as timeless and classic as it possibly would be. I know people that these young people think they're going to be different. I'm going to be different. I'm not going to lose all this money. Go all the way back. Go back to David Ruffin. Go back to Sam Cook. Go back to this. It's always the same. It is the same. Go back to all the boxers who. They never were going to get punched drunk. They never were going to become broke. They never were going to be boxing at age 50. And it ends up being the same sad story. Right? They'll be like, no, nah, man, it ain't me. I'm making $20 million a fight. I'll never go broke. The only one that really hasn't was Floyd Mayweather, but he got into tax problems, allegedly. But all of these guys, Jack Johnson did it. Um, um, Just go down the line. I'm thinking of somebody, uh, Floyd, not Floyd. I can't remember his name. Go down the line. It's this classic. So why don't you understand? You get to this position, leave all that ish behind. I'm thinking of somebody. I can't think of the name. Sonny Liston. Um, who was the guy that was ended up? I think, um, you know, some of these guys end up doing these, uh, you know, exhibitions where they fight horses and bulls. Same thing. Same thing happens. Evander Holyfield lost his money, and these guys were seemingly richer than you don't know what. How is it possible that you lose $60 million? I don't get it, but it happens. And it's the, it's sad, but, but many of the people that it happened to, one, they hold on to their culture. They hold on to a culture that they've they've got out of because money afforded you to get out of it. And you said, no, nah, I'm going to keep on to it. It's going to work out bad. It's going to work out bad for you. Joe Lewis, there was another guy that I was thinking of. Joe Lewis, yes. Adrian Broner. It happened to everybody. George Foreman went broke after a while. Luckily, he went in there and he beat up Michael Moore, a fat Michael Moore at that. Let me do the PayPal's. Michael Moore versus George Foreman. Let me see. Let me show you, Michael. Remember I was talking about it? Michael Moore was looking fat. <laughs> All right. I wonder if some of these athletes watch me. I'm like, damn, why are you bringing me up, Sean? And it was like, oh, George Foreman won the belt at 46. Michael Moore, look at Michael Moore. All right, he was like, man, go on and just knock me the hell out. He ain't got nothing. He's like, man, I ain't even trying to fight. He looking like the Stay Puff Marshmallow man out there. All right. Now, people are like, he look all right, coach. Uh, let's let's look at him when he won the belt. 
Michael Moore, when he won a championship, wins title. All right, so this is a picture. These, these are younger pictures, but this is him when he won the belt. <laughs> right? Look, that's one picture when he won the belt. Holyfield on steroids. Holy steroids. Um, here we go right here. There's Michael Moore right there. He don't look fat right there. He looked fat right here compared to what he looked like right there. Look at that. He got, look at it, look at his, look at his, his lat hanging over the top of his damn, look. That's him winning the belt against Holyfield. Look how ripped he looked. He looked all ripped. He in shape. Now look at him. He was like, give me my money. <laughs> He's like, look, man, I'm hungry. I didn't work out. Just give me going to give me my money. So that's look, this is Michael Moore right here when he was focused before he won a championship. This him afterwards with his lat hanging over all on his back like this. Look, look, after he done won the championship. <laughs> Where he at? Hold up. Come on, man. George Foreman. Yeah, shout out to George Foreman. But Michael Moore was not trying to get in there. Yeah, George Foreman got them heavy hands. Boxing like as Muhammad Ali said, like a mummy. George Foreman, I wouldn't want to take a punch from George Foreman because he don't even look like he's throwing any punches. He's like, <laughs> he hit you with one of them damn clubs at the end of that. Oh, Lord, you're going to be feeling that until next week. So Amari's talking about John Morant. I got you on that one. Thank you for bringing that up. I do see John. I see, I follow, I think I follow him on Instagram. And he looks like he's having fun in life. So congratulations. Uh, shout out to Fritz. Guy says, great book. Just finished it. Free agent for life. Thank you, man. Hashtag free agent. Appreciate you for getting the book. You can get my books on Amazon or Audible if you don't read. But it's an easy read. All right. This free agent lifestyle book is an easy read. The evolution is a little more complicated. Uh, but appreciate that. Who is this in here? Hell L says, I caught up on the morning live stream. He says, back half of the show was, um, I think, is that Dynamite? He says, my goodness, my goodness, take it easy, Greg. Give me the Uncle Earl. I know it got a little heavy towards the back end, so I'm lightening up the mood today. If this is your first time watching me, sometimes I'll be on fire. Where's Uncle Earl? Uncle Earl's the uncle you all should have had. Here comes the bankroll. Here it comes. This would make it all happen right there. That's what's going to make it happen. That's what's going to make it happen. If a man want to know how to meet a nice woman, how you meet her? With this. <laughs> First damn word come out your mouth, I got money. <laughs> but those not respectable women. I don't want no respect. I want some ass. <laughs> damn the respect. I want you to break down like a 12-gauge double bass shotgun and show me what you're working with. But don't you want commitment? What? Go who? You don't want to be committed. I'm committed to getting her to that bedroom and giving her what she needs. Yeah, man, that's what we'll be committed to. By the way, um, has anybody seen uh, Miles Bridges' wife anywhere? Uh, thou should not cover another neighbor's wife here, by the way, but... Uh, I was just checking in to see what was going on there. Anyway, um, they're going to be like CGA simping. Now, that would be a sinking arrangement night to remember. We're going to make it a night to remember. Get ready tonight. 
All right. Uh, let's talk about MGK. Anybody know who MGK is? Machine Gun Kelly. Uh, we'll talk about this briefly. He tried to delete himself, allegedly, apparently, over Megan Fox. And everybody remembers him uh, scraping up Megan Fox from these streets. In these streets. Single mother, I believe, divorced. Who was she married to? I can't remember. I think it was Brian Austin Green or something. I don't know. <laughs> she was married to somebody. And then she became a single mom, and she was out in these streets, and Machine Gun Kelly swooped her up. And we knew this was going to go left. Because uh, Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox later came out, an older Megan Fox might end up coming out saying that they drink each other's blood, vampire stuff. Man, you know. <clears throat> Says right here they have a blood ritual. Machine Gun Kelly, revela uh, his revelation that he and Megan Fox drink each other's blood is drawing a warning from vampires. Yeah, the real deal. And believe it or not, they're reminding the couple safety first. While Machine Gun Kelly and Megan haven't experienced uh explicitly use the v word many people on twitter are labeling them that way and now self-described vampires are weighing in on the famous couple drinking uh blood drinking ritual i mean who does stuff like that and i don't know if you remember they showed up i think they he proposed and they traded each other's blood in a vial like this mm. an endless night vampire ball oh what is this bro so here's what we knew about this I knew, I was like, this woman's going to sweep this dude up into a frenzy. She's going to drop his ass like a bad habit, and he's going to want to delete himself. And it, it actually came true. I talked about them before. I was like, he gonna, he's not going to make it out. If he loses this woman, she's going to take his soul. For men who want women or want to take women's soul, let me tell you something. You do not know what you're dealing with. And I'm not just talking about Fresh when I say that, because Fresh fam famously said that, but Fresh is one of the homies. But let's just talk about this. You never take women's soul. They always snatch yours. Have you not seen the movie The Devil's Advocate? Have you not heard of the term succubi, succubus? Have you not heard of that? They, you don't take women's snow souls. They take yours. <laughs> You never gain control of their spirit. They get into yours. This is why you must be careful when you're dealing with them. And why is the sun hitting my dome like that? Where's my damn blackout shade? They always come in for your soul. And this is what you have to protect. This is what happens when you're with them and you think you have power over them. And they are always acting like, oh, yeah, you got power over me. And then they're a succubus. <laughs> they take everything that's what they do so you think you got them but you don't got them <laughs> somebody said i look like an eight ball so i'm telling you man i think people that always say you take their soul i and i'm under the, i'm always telling you women give you what they want to give you and then when they're ready to not give it anymore they will take it away and when they take it away, they will snatch your damn soul so damn fast. They will snatch everything from you. And they will walk out. Have you heard the story, Jezebel? Lilith? What is going on? Succubus. Succubi. What is the definition of a succubi? Succubus. 
the only best thing you can get as a man is drinking their blood like a vampire. It says here, a succubus is understood as a Lillian demon in female form or supernatural entity that appears in dreams to seduce men, usually through sexual activity. A female form to have sexual intercourse with the men in their sleep in the demon or the supernatural entity in folklore in female form that appears in your dream to seduce men, usually through sexual activity. Gotta be some old succubi here. Is it in male form? A female demon who comes to men, especially monks in their dream, especially monks in their dream to seduce them and have intercourse with them, drawing energy from, uh, it says right here, draw, where's the, I clicked on something and it moved on. Where did, what is it drawing energy from? Where did it go? It says right here. Oh, it says right here. Um, it says a female demon which comes to men, especially monks, in their dreams to seduce them and have intercourse, drawing energy from the men to sustain themselves. Often until the point of exhaustion or death. Hmm. Who's, who's exhaustion or death? They drain the energy from the men to sustain themselves. Uh, we talked about this with meat, money, energy, attention, and time. I said, how are, so for, for the men who disagree, no, I get women's soul. How many times have you been with the woman in any form, just sitting there talking to her for hours, engaging in sexual activity? How many times have you left that? I'm energized. How many times have you been energized, leaving an energy interaction with a woman? Many times just talking to them more than 35 minutes, you'd be like, whoosh. <sighs> Somebody says, sounds like divorce. Yes. You ain't never left a situation like, I'm so fully energized. Gosh, when I left her, you left me completely energized. I'm ready to go in life, completely motivated. Most of the time, after you finish clapping them cheeks, You'll be like, and she just a talking and the talking, especially when you give her the five stroke special. She just sitting up there. Yeah. So uh, where's this going? And I thought we had fun. What are you thinking about? So I, I, I'm of the opinion that you they don't you don't take their soul. They take yours, <laughs> right? The masculine frame people. <laughs> There's actually a meme of this. Let me see here. Meme of woman. I, we didn't even get to damn MGK. A woman taking energy from man. Y'all gonna learn. There's actually a meme of uh, plugging in when they when the woman plugs in, she actually drains the man's energy and then she complains about him and then she goes and plugs into another man. Let me see here. A woman battery man. Battery man. Let me see if it pulls up here. I don't even know how to look it up. Draining man. So then she'll complain, oh, you don't do what you're supposed to do. Oh, damn, I can't find it. But there's a meme about that. Where she'll plug into you. 
She'll drain you of your energy. And then when your energy is drained, she'll be full of energy. And then she'll go plug into another guy, drain his energy too. All right. So there's a meme of that. Can't find it. So yeah, man. So this is real. So what happened to MGK? That's what we were talking about. What happened to MGK? So here he is right here. Uh, he's growing up tough. Machine Gun Kelly is reunited with his mom who abandoned him when he was a child. So you can see why he's latching on to uh, this woman right here. You can see why he's latching on. He's he's probably never had that type of female energy in his life. And Megan Fox was a very good looking woman back in the day. She still is good looking now, but she's a trained succubi. Right. She's she's just an energy drink. What you're putting into her, she's not giving back to you more than likely. And so here he is right here. This actually uh, was 10 hours ago. This was yesterday. I'm sorry. Megan Fox sought therapy. Now she's the victim after Machine Gun Kelly's shotgun deletion attempt. Wow. Why is she in therapy? When will men learn? Look at her, bro. Boy, she look good, though. But so did the devil. All right. Uh, Megan Fox went into therapy after MGK shotgun deletion attempt. Uh, the actress, age 36, said they went through couples and individual counseling as a part of a grueling process. Guys, man, dude, this dude's in trouble. This dude will probably not make it out of this. He's in trouble. She added to entertainment. Why is she talking about this? Why is she putting this man's business in drink? She added to entertainment tonight um, after it emerged that the musician had tried to shoot himself while on the phone to her. This dude's got, mark my words. This dude is a mess. We've done every form of therapy that exists. We found a therapist that really works for us, couples and individually, and it's a uh, definitely a process. It's not an easy one. Why? Look, dude, just break up. Just break up. Y'all done. Some of it is really difficult, but our therapist said that her relationship is basically the process of breaking each other down. Uh, but most people don't have the tools to build each other back up or to rebuild. You mean that's a relationship. That's what that is. That's not what relationships are. That's called a relationship. Nobody wants to do that. It's a process of breaking each other down. No, hell no. What? This is goofy. She added, and so it's a constant process of like suffering and passion and love and the repeat cycles. No. Nope. By the way, a lot of people believe this, right? They believe this. You got to break up the makeup. You got to go through hard times. You got to fight through it. Let me tell you something. I ain't fighting through a damn thing. All right. I ain't fighting through a damn thing. If you're going to act funny, I'm skedaddling. But some people believe this. This is the hidden uh, um, invisible ink or the fine print of relationship com um, because she believes this is part of how relationships work. Uh, when you go through rough patches and counseling, as soon as I hear counseling and therapy, I'm out. Again, most people don't know nothing but toxic relationships and they think this is normal. She added, uh, she said, so we're just learning that and navigating that, doing that together. There's a lot of things uh, and there's a wait, there's lots of all of those things all the time. I, that sentence is crazy. They announced that they were engaged in January and plan that uh, they're planning their wedding amid speculation that they have already tied the knot. But MGK insists to entertainment tonight. He only refers to Fox as his wife out of respect for his fiance. When um, asked about their marital status on Monday, he's said uh, uh, about 
referring to Fox as his spouse, I think when I speak about terminology, it's never, I never felt like uh, she's my girlfriend. I feel it feels too adolescent from the depth of our relationship. Fox confirms, no, we aren't married. We don't know what, we don't know what's happening. He's on tour this year. When it needs to happen, the universe will open up and give us the space to do that. This ain't gonna work. This is not gonna work. <laughs> I'm just letting you know right now. This is gonna end ugly. Ugly, I say. <laughs> this is my man. Wow. She's a lunatic. Well, no, she's not a lunatic. I don't want to call her names. But this is what happens when she's she's probably mature. She's probably not very mature. Uh, rapper MGK admitted in his new Hulu documentary, Life in Pink. Jesus, this is getting worse and worse as we read. He put a shotgun in his mouth on a call to Megan Fox during a paranoid meltdown and only avoided taking his life as a shell got jammed in the barrel. Kelly Bourne Colson Baker added he called Fox on a night he just effing snapped. When he was in a really, really dark place, this occurred in July of 2020. Boy, I tell you, this got this got Kurt Cobain written all over it. I feel bad. I would like to warn him, but I don't think. Yeah, man. Over what? And you're going to call that boy. He was looking for attention, man. Yeah, he's got some issues, bro. Did I get Jorge? He says, enjoying coffee, CGA, finished the free agent lifestyle book and passing it to my son on his high school graduation present. He says, can't think of anything better than that book for a high school graduate joining your locals group. Great source of information, CGA. Thank you, Mr. Jorge C. That's what we'll call you over here. And thanks for passing it on. Young men need this information, man. Young men are lost. Men age 27 and below, under 30, highest virginity rates ever, lowest testosterone rates ever. Most of these men have never faced wartime. Many of these men are failures to launch. You know, you can go down the line. And uh, this is the first time in history where women's virginity rates are actually uh, lower than men. And men are actually trying to figure out how to navigate life in this new world, new world. Of the monetized American woman. Not just sexually monetized, but monetized in terms of. So I could focus on my career. But, you know, they're trying to level up, level up, level up, <laughs> level up, level up, level up, level up. They're trying to level up. They're trying to find men that have just slightly more than them. And if you're a guy that's on par with them, it's going to be tough. You have them openly being sexual and sexualizing, and monetizing themselves. But, you know, when it's time for you to. Make a comment, you get thrown in jail if you're the creepy guy. Eric says, for the truths and laughs of the modern day, all hell, Darth CGA in the building. Yes, we got to have the, we got to have the uh, evil laugh in that. SAU in the building, he doubled up, level up, double up, double up. MJK, did I say MGK? I've been saying MGK. No, that is MGK. 
have I been saying MGK? MGK is trapped. He's going to delete himself after Megan Fox leaves him because she will leave him. It's too late for him. That relationship, dude, and she's going to come out and bury him because she's kind of burying him now. She's doing the Robin Givens to him, <laughs> right? Who remembers when Robin Givens dissed Mike Tyson after she got all her money? She was like, uh, yeah, you know, he likes to domestically violate me. He's rough in the bedroom on Barbara Walters 2020 ass, right? Mike Tyson was looking at him. She was he, Mike Tyson was looking at uh, Robin Gibbons like this here. <laughs> no, this is why he's looking at him. Uh, I got to play the clip. Mike Tyson was looking at Robin Gibbons like this. And he was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> he's like, what you doing, you bitch? Hit that like to tell you if you're with it, you bitch. <laughs> Home and basic was persuasive. From not to five, I know he's Becky, you bitch. That's how Becky, where we at right here? He was like this. Me and my is trying to get it, you bitch. Right? He's like looking at him like, uh, where's Michael? Where's Michael Tyson when Robin Gibbons was dissing him? Uh, Mike, I got to try to find a video. Mike Tyson, Robin Givens. I, let me see if it's actually on a uh, Robin Givens 2020 interview. Uh, I hope it's. Oh, we can use it. Let's see here, because yeah, it ain't fair use over here. How far is the interview? <laughs> All right, here it is. For you young heads, what they've been doing was a people been doing this for women been getting away with stuff for a minute. Let's see here. Fair use. And some of the things that we've read, that he's hit you, that he's chased you and your mother around in, in Russia, that Mike has a very volatile temper. <laughs> he like, yeah, bitch. <laughs> hit the likely telling you if you witty, yeah, bitch. <laughs> Home invasion was persuasive. From nine to five, I know was vacant, yeah, bitch. <laughs> Right? He was like, look at the face. He was like, uh. And Robin Gibbons like, uh, shut up, man. Hey, yo, shut up. Yo, you realize he's sitting right here. He's sitting right next to me, Sean. Robin Gibbons like, he's sitting right here. <laughs> he's right there. Let's play it. <laughs> oh, look at Mike Tyson moved his hand and she was like, look, she's starting to tear up. She was, she can't even look over there. She like, uh, bruh, Barbara, shut up. You're going to get me choked out. By the way, the police were called to their house after this interview. Just so you know, they called the police. Mike Tyson went ballistic. In Russia. That Mike has a very volatile temper. True. Extremely volatile temper. I think Ooh. people see that about every three months. Um, he is, he's got a side to him that's scary. Michael is intimidating. You met, dude, he's Mike Tyson, bro. What? <laughs> it's Mike Tyson. I'm intimidated by him. You a buck oh five. 
You're a very small woman. This is the baddest man on the planet. <laughs> Michael looking like, is this happening, Sean? Yo, Sean. She, he like, yo, Sean, is this really happening right now, Sean? <laughs> Michael. To say the least, I think that there's, there's a time when he cannot control his temper, and that's frightening to me or to my mother. Um, my mother? How did your mother get caught in it? Oh, now you know it's a setup. Now, the mother, she looking off at the mother on the side. The mother like, bro, ooh, you about to get punched up right now. Mom's looking at the side like, just take the punches. We going to be rich. And to anyone around, it, it's scary. What happens? <laughs> he, he gets out of control. Um, throwing, screaming. Oh. Does he hit you? He shakes. He pushes. He um, he swings. Whew. Damn. Michael is frozen. Michael Tyson, he's frozen right now. He's like, uh, what? What's happening here, Sean? What what is what what is going on in here? Robin Gibbons like, yeah, man. Court of public opinion. How many people go watch this, Sean? Twenty million people on twenty twenty. <laughs> Mike is like, I wish I had the Undertaker bell. Dong. Mike is like, when the camera shut off, Sean. I'm gonna show you shaking, Sean. <laughs> Sometimes I think he's trying to scare me. There, there's, there's, there are times when, or there were times when it happened when I thought I was, I could handle it, you know. And just recently, I've become afraid. I mean, very, very much afraid. Sheesh. For instance, Russia, I was afraid. And my mom and I are in the lobby of a hotel, and I said, what are we doing? Mom? What is the mom doing there all the time? What was happening? He was out of control. Chasing um, after you in the lobby? Yeah, he was at, he was in, Michael. Is she gulping, she said, Michael, go, go, go. Mike Tyson is frozen, bro. He's like, what is going on here, Sean? What's going on here? This is ludicrous. This is ludicrous. Yeah, mom is coaching her. Mom was the one, if you see a picture of mom and her, mom was definitely in the business. The monster-in-law was coaching her. Do this, do that, you'll be all right. Is a manic depressive. He is. I mean, oh, let me play that part again. He was, at, he was in. Michael is a manic depressive. He is. I mean, that's just a fact. And uh, when he's in a manic state, he doesn't sleep. He has enormous amounts of energy. So your sleeping agitates him. He gets you up. There's an argument. I mean, look how you look at. He like yo, yo, bitch. Wait till these cameras go off, shot. <laughs> he like you really do me that, right? Why you do me that? You do me that like this, Sean, in front of Barbara Walters. I'm the heavyweight champion of the world over here, Sean. I grew up in Brooklyn and I got pigeons, Sean. Of course you want to sleep. He... So you run out of the room and he runs after it. Right. And people see this and it's in the paper. Right. You know, I wanted to do this interview with the two of you together. I could have talked to Robin outside and you outside, but I wanted you to hear this because I wanted people to understand 
and you're sitting here and listening to this. I think what happens sometimes, I think for the first time I can understand abused women because what happens is, or, or people, you know, you say, why do you stay in there? Well, number one, you love the person, and number two... Wait, she said, I can understand abused women. Oh, my God. You talk. This has got to be the casket match right here. And you're sitting here and listening to this. Sheesh. I think what happens sometimes, I think for the first time I can understand abused women because what happens is, or, or people, you know, you say, why do you stay in there? Well, number one, you love the person, and number two, you get accustomed to being treated poorly. So every day, behavior that you would normally not accept becomes everyday behavior. And I woke up and I said, I don't deserve this. I never had this in my life before, and I'm not going to tolerate this. Where were you? I was in New York, in our apartment in New York. Michael was in uh, upstate New York where he trained. And I think for the first time, he detected a, something different in my voice. I wasn't screaming. I was serious and to the point. And he worried, and that bothered him. And he kept calling. Look at his All face, y'all. night, he would call. <laughs> oh, my God. Mike is like, yo, Sean. Yo, you doing me this like right now? This uh, Don't he look like this? Mike looking at him like, yo. Yo, next time warm me, Sean. Why you throwing me under the bus? <laughs> Mike, look at his face. He's steaming right now. Smoke is coming from this is what divorce court looks like. This is what child support looks like. When you go to child support court and she up there testify, <laughs> you look like this. <laughs> you like, man, she's lying, Sean. Yo, judge, she's lying. That's what you look like in child support court. <laughs> wake me up. Do you love me? Are you sure you love me? Finally, it was about 11 o'clock. <laughs> he ready to go. He's like, man, in the interview. <laughs> One o'clock, he called me and said that he loved me and he was going to prove his love and to call back at 1120. I knew right away what Michael was going to do. It's something that he'd been threatening to do. Um, we had seen that side. I tried to get him to hang on and I couldn't. I rushed into the room. I told mom at 11. The mama there again. Her, why, what is her mom doing there that much? And was she around when all of this was happening? The mom was there again. Hmm. That's suspect right there, bro. And these people were young. I think Mike, I think they were like 24, 25. She was an actress on Head of the Class, a sitcom. D-list actors. And she ended up doing a great job in that movie, Boomerang. That was like her comeback role because she they used to trash her back in the day. 15 I called and the ambulance was on its way ambulance to tell you the truth not the amalams boy oh boy she piling on man truth they told me he was in a car it was a great deal of relief what had you thought I thought that I knew that he had guns or I thought I knew that he'd been trying to get guns and I thought now he getting guns oh my god he going to get the jammy too oh my gosh but maybe he was going to be a little bit more deliberate so that you'd feel sorry. Yes. Yeah. So I was actually relieved. Um, Where's my car and went there, and I was angry. I was very, very angry. Angry. Let's see what I'm angry. With the type of disease that Michael has, he was a hyperactive child. It turned into something else. It's he breathing all hard. Something that he's had for a very long time. It went untreated. Therefore, it got worse. It's something that 
the doctor says gets worse in your 20s. Why do you think this is that nobody saw it before? The Customato didn't see it, the Bill Caton didn't see it. I can't imagine that anyone could live with Mike Tyson and not recognize that there was a problem. Let me, let me say this. I mean, there are times when Michael is manic and he's incredibly abusive. Not, not physically, mentally, verbally abusive. I can't. Oh boy, verbally. We got verbally abusive in here. Did it get loud? Whoosh. He's, <laughs> he's like, bruh. You burying me. Like, what would you think? What would you think? You're in this interview and you getting buried like this. And you not only you don't expect it. Like she's pulled out everything: firearms, verbal abuse, physical abuse, shaking, biting ears, everything, rough sex. Whew. That's gotta be a new meme, Mike Tyson Lee, staring Mike Tyson Lee. Somebody said she wet snitching. <laughs> she wet snitching. He said, This is a one year of marriage. Imagine that. Yeah, they they wasn't barely married a year. And they've got 15, she got 15 years worth of stories. Wow. Imagine that anyone live with Mike Tyson, the one that I know, the one that I see, and not recognize that there's a problem. There's no possible way. Hitting teachers, um, hitting. hitting girls and pulling them into a bathroom. Wow. Woo. When she said hitting teachers and pointing, look at his face recognize that there's a problem there's no possible way <laughs> hitting teachers um hitting girls and pulling them into a bathroom oh man somebody said airing his ass out she read his ass airing him out you cannot just it, it, it's not a bad boy when they occur too often so why wasn't it treated because I think he did very well in the ring. I think he did exceptionally well in the ring. This was Robin, the, this was the mis mismatch marriage in made from hell. Somebody said ding ding. TKO. She was like, I think I better let her go. It looks like another love. TKO. Damn. That had to be planned the hell out. Boy, oh boy. I haven't watched it in years. It's worse than I thought. God dang, Robin Givens and her mother. Let's see a picture of the mom and Robin Givens. Oh, they got I got a picture with Donald Trump right here. So here's a picture of uh, uh, Robin Givens and her mom. I don't know if she's still alive here, but just so you can see the, the mom that was always around. See, there she is right there with Don King. That's the mom. You can see, bro. Just look. If, if your wife or your girl you're dating got a mom looking like this, she trained. I don't know if they're Creole, but look, every picture she in, Donald Trump, Tyson, Tyson allegedly abusing Robin Gibbons right there. They go to mama. Mama all in the, all in the pictures, all in the videos, dancing. Look. Picture of Robin. Who in the hell is that? Oh, that was uh, Mike Tyson's boy, his manager. And they go to mama. They go to mama right there. Where's another picture? Let me see here. There's got to be another picture. Oh, that's it. She all in the videos. 
all in the background, all at the house while they doing pile drivers on them, dancing. Come to death row. Look at that right there, boy. So, yeah, she trained her up real good. And she's like, girl, when you sit down with Barbara Walters, girl, air his ass out. <laughs> air him out. Tell him this. Tell him that. Manic depressant. Violating girls in the bathroom. Tell him all that. Put it all out there. Because her mom was there every day. And her mom was just on the side looking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Girl, don't want to settle for that. Hey, actually, just get beat up a couple good times and you'll be good. We be rich forever. Man, it was worse than I thought. Let's get to these Super Chats. What a mess. Aceto Rusko out here. Shout out to the Notorious. Thank you, Aceto. Back in the day. Back in the day. Shout out to uh, no government name says some dollars to make the girls holla. Shout out to the junior college. All right. Juan Pomera says, I'll shuffle back to Jim Crow if the bit if the bag big enough. Oh, people don't want to know about that. But hey, it is what it is, man. I'm trying to protect the bag. Protect the bag at all costs. Kobe says, paying my dues to you, coach. You changed my life. Appreciate you, Kobe. Kobe dropping 20 on us, 60 on us today. It's a baby A says, appreciate you from Chicago, uptown, hashtag 4550. Um, are you from, not, that's not O-Block. Is that O-Block? <laughs> I hope it's not O-Block. Mr. Big Bug says, first round knockout for Gibbons over Tyson. First freaking round knockout. The dictator says, they're in Mike Tyson Lee over on there. Uh, here we go. Uh, SAU Engineering, the five-stroke special is my best move, coach. <laughs> oh, no. You just giving them that little bit of give them a taste. Sometimes you got to just, yeah, I hear you, man. Deadly Edley comes in. He chimes in, we'll call it. Machine Gun Kelly looks like Shotgun Kelly. I didn't even make that connection. That was pretty good. I believe Soralita, is that you? Soralita in the building, coach, that marriage was less than one year. Lord, the embarrassment. What did she uh, win finally, coach? What did she win? I, let's see what she got out of that divorce. It probably was not a lot of money, but it was a lot of money at the time. Let's see here. She barely got out of the damn house. <laughs> divorce settlement. Here we go. Robin Gibbons divorce settlement. Man, I muted myself. Unmute yourself. $10 million. This says $10 million. So um, in today's money, it's not a lot of money, but you got to think that was 1990, barely. That was somewhere in the, let me see, that had to be, it says she got 10 mil. It says right here, started to, the, wait a minute. Gibbons denied that she received the reported uh, divorce settlement over 10 million from Tyson, stating that she didn't receive one dime. According to her 1989 biography, Fire and Fear, the inside story of Mike Tyson, Tyson admitted, he admitted he punched Gibbons, stating that that was the best punch I had ever thrown in my entire life. Which says a lot. Obviously, he physically abused her and whatnot. But uh, let's go back to instigating and, yeah, I mean, provoking. <laughs> And this man's the heavyweight champion, and his best punch he ever threw, he saved it for Robin Gibbons. Wow. 
10 million dollars did robin givens prenup have a prenup with white mike tyson it was okay it was finalized on valentine's day 89 they had never signed a prenup and she received the reported settlement of more than 10 million dollars so that was the robin givens was the original gold digger in the form of a marriage where she married the guy less than less than a year she's divorcing so she made 10 million dollars in one year she made $10 million in a one-year, less than a year's marriage. So when they got married, I just want to frame this. Everybody knew this was going to end bad, right? Everybody was like, she's only with him with for the money, and it's going to end bad. Uh, I want to see the if I can pull up the video real quick, because literally after that interview, the police was called to their house. Let me see here. Because I think Mike Tyson pulled the OJ. What are you doing around here, right? <laughs> let me see here i'm saving a video over here all right let me see here mike tyson robin givens police called just so i can confirm that i believe the police were called to the scene and it was the last day that was the last day of their um that was the last day of their marriage there's no uh i i know i've seen that in a video before i think she moved out of the house after that moment after that interview, and you can see why she got the hell out of here. All right, uh, let me see if there's anything else here. We got all the cash apps, and then Soralita, thank you for that, sister. One year marriage, less than a year marriage, ten million dollars out of it, and she got that bag. Gotta get my bag and run. <laughs> she definitely did get that bag. Jorge C says more for the coffee fund, Coach CG. I know uh, you will need a bunch for your next book, and he says shout out. To my bra, Steve, all the way in Taiwan. He watches you daily. Cheer. Shout out to Steve in Taiwan. Yes, sir. And I was thinking about that today, writing another book, starting the process. And uh, yeah, man, I think this probably could be a good thing because things have evolved and changed since the first book. And since the evolution came out, the world completely fell apart. And some of the things that I was saying was going to cause the world to fall apart has already done it. So it's kind of like I need to follow up on that because it's everything that I talked about. Uh, relationships have went to hell. Birth rates have went to hell. We've had Roe v. 304 v. Wade overturned since the evolution. Remember, my book, The Evolution, is the feminism's reverse engineering of American woman. We've had OnlyFans. We've had the monetization. We had seeking arrangements explode. We had the dating market collapse. Everything that I talked about in The Evolution, we live it now. The lockdown, the divorce rates going crazy. I mean, we have all of that in the evolution. So I probably need to back up, um, do a follow-up on all of this. All right. Um, before we go, there's another story, and then we'll be quickly here. Vince McMahon, he in trouble here. He said there were they 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 went back into the archives, and this woman then came out after his settlement. And this woman was a referee, like, you know, a ref. This was her back in the day. She said Vince McMahon took that peace leave in the back of a limo. Yo. Now, to her credit, she did come out originally. But she said he promised me a half a million dollars a year. And um, Vince McMahon basically used and abused her and discarded her like toilet tissue allegedly and so now she's coming back her name is rita chatterton 
And she alleges that Vince McMahon took her in the back of a limo. All right, so here it is right here. Uh, let's see if I can look at it here. It says she was became a licensed referee in 84, outline uh, what led up to the alleged encounter. She previously told Geraldo Rivera, good Lord, Geraldo, not Geraldo, that McMahon forced herself on her in the limo. Chatterton's charges, uh, charges were backed up by former wrestler who went by the stage name Mario Mancini. He was a jabroni. He promised me a half a million dollars a year. And you fell for it. I mean, come on, man. How you gonna make a half a million dollars a year refereeing? And especially with that comb over hairdo covering your ear. Who was she refing? What ring did she wrestle in, referee in? Have you ever seen this ref? I've been watching World Wrestling Federation since it was the Worldwide Wrestling Federation. I've never seen her in the ring. How you gonna make a half a million dollars and you ain't David Hepner in the building? You're not the evil David Hepner twin. Remember the David Hepner twin fiasco? <laughs> okay. Right? You're not Dave Hepner? Come on, bro. You're not doing the uh, Montreal school job? You just in the back ref, uh, refereeing jobbers in the back on the on, uh, wrestling challenge? Come on, bro. All right, hey. You ain't even refereeing Andre and Hogan. Not even Warrior and Hogan. Not even Savage and Steamboat. Not even Austin and Rock. You're not even refereeing Rick Rude and um, Jake the Snake. What referee, what matches? Not even, <laughs> she don't look like Danny Davis. You're not even doing the Danny, dangerous Danny Davis. Screwing over Chico Santana and the British Bulldogs. Come on, man. Like, where was you at, bro? All right, come on. Half a million dollars doing house shows? Did you have a character on worldwide wrestling? All right, let me just say here. McMahon alleges that, uh, allegedly said he was impressed with her work in the squared circle but offered a warning. He said, keep yourself clean, he said, according to Chatterton. I don't want to see you messing around with any wrestlers. You keep it professional. This is what Mac Man said. And I'm going to call him Mac Man because Jesse Ventura called him Mac Man. All right. And she said he promised her stardom with magazine covers and full-time work, encouraging her to quit her job as a Frito-Lay driver. So you went from Frito-Lay that you was going to be on Magazine Cup. Let me let me take a look one more time at this person. This person right here thought she was going to be on Magazine Covers and making a half a million dollars refereeing. Okay. <laughs> All right. She fell for that. She was like, Frito Lays? Hell no, I'm about to make money. Gotta get my bag and run. <laughs> McMahon, you a dirty dog. You a dirty dog for telling her that, and she bit it. Come on, man, McMahon. Uh, it says, but when she attempted to follow up talk with him in July of 1986, he allegedly graped her. Oh, God, listen, that's I don't I don't put up with that here. While Chatterton would not go into specifics, her pal Mario Mancini did. So we're going to get a, so she didn't go into Pacifics, but now we're going to get Mancini's here. I remember it like it was yesterday, Mancini told New York. 
She was a wreck. She was shaking and she was crying. Okay. And this is Mac man right there. The former wrestler said that Chatterton, Chatterton told him that when she was in a limo, he allegedly took his salami out. And this is the wrestler. This is not the referee reporting this. He kind of forced my head down there. And I made it known I wasn't interested in doing that. This is what the wrestler Mancini said. Chatterton told him. Then McMahon pulled me on top of him. McMahon found himself in the midst of a scandal earlier this month. Okay, we talked about that. He stepped down as CEO. And here it is. I'm sure others will come forward. Of course, this happens here, even if it's legit or not. People will come forward. Uh, It's piling on effect. Uh, People do this in copycat crimes. Just so you know, I'm not saying that nothing happened. But what I'm saying is, if one person does something, typically another person would do something, even if it's not true, uh, like copycat crimes. Oh, somebody's shooting people with pellet guns. All right. Drive by shoot. Somebody else does it. So it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that it's true, but it doesn't help you. Because we're not the only two. Oh, there's no doubt in my mind about that. As far as wrestling goes, I guess it's the first in a lot of things. I guess I'm the first in a lot of things. As far as I know, I'm the first to come out of the whole issue of what a scumbag he is. All right, so there you go. McMahon's in trouble. Them skeletons coming out the closet. And so he, she's taking it all the way. The one woman said that they had an affair and they had a payoff and she got a job over here and then she got a job over here. She was making 100K over here. She got a 200K over here. She slept with the other executive and then she was like, Gotta get my bag and run. <laughs> so then now you have now them coming out saying that he went all the way. He pulled her on top of her in the limo. Interesting story there. So we should see what happens with McMahon. That came out. The original story came out in 86 and she was on the Geraldo show. Geraldo. But this story came out two days ago. So now she's resurfaced since the original incident. And now she's going to tell the world. So it should be interesting to see what happens to Vince McMahon. On that, this is why you got to keep it clean. Keep it clean, man. I'm telling you, man, back in the day, though, back in the 80s and the 70s, uh, sexual harassment was a whole different thing. Like, there were women, like, you used to go to work and barbarians would just grab you, suck you in the back. So things have definitely changed in regard to that with women in the workplace, which is something that I need to talk about. Should men and women actually work together in America? Um, Most of the time, it goes off without an issue. But when there's an issue, so this is the problem. But when there's an issue, companies have to part ways with millions of dollars to cover these expenses because the women sue and uh, it causes all kind of rifts and discomfort and you had the Me Too movement, right? Because a lot of people put themselves in position and then later came back. Yeah, I mean, most of the time it goes off without a problem. But when the problems arrive, they're very, very costly. Should we be working together? That should be a very good show. All right. And then I'm going to come up with data. You know me. I'm not just going to come up here and just talk. You ever see uh, live streamers? They just come up here. Blah, 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 blah. At least I show you graphs and charts and moons and stars and quasars and lucky moons. All right. Lucky stars. All right. Anyway, man, uh, let me check the cash apps and the PayPal before I go so we can acknowledge them. We will have a morning show. And then I'm back to my regularly scheduled program. All right. Uh, baby, oh, baby, a says, no, nah, it's up north. Keep doing the Lord's work. Shout out to you. So he is not on the old block. Last one over, over on PayPal. 
We got it. Shout out to the Coach Gang. Hit the like button on the way out. And uh, we'll leave you with, do you want scrum diddly yumptious? We'll give you a big eye, Rebecca. I just want a man who's going to make my heart melt and my pussy throb. I am too horny to be single. Someone better start acting right. Wife me the fuck up.